This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Your getaway with Apple Vacations begins the moment you step on board one of our exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Escape the ordinary with packages starting at just $599. No layovers, just pure relaxation from takeoff to touchdown. Immerse yourself in the joy of travel with Apple Vacations. Your journey is as enchanting as the destination, so pack your bags and leave the rest to us. Visit AppleVacations.com or call your local travel advisor to book your vacation. So I got into sports gambling a long time ago when a guy in my young years taught me, Josh, about the point spread. I'm sure you had somebody teach you about the point spread, right? So somebody teaching me about the point spread. And so I learned all about what the spread was for and why it was a half a point. And then I learned that you do this in the NFL and these lines come out in the newspapers all the time. And so I could look at these lines and get an idea of what the point spread would be. And I thought, that's a great idea. And so I thought, well, if I can go ahead and bet on those point spreads, why can't I then be a bookmaker on those point spreads? So I actually went around to friends who passed word around to their friends that I was making book. And so I did that for a little while until I got into trouble. Josh, can you imagine that I would get into trouble doing that sort of a thing? Yeah, no, Ron, I, I totally imagine. I can see uh, I can see that maybe maybe not ending uh, in, in the perfect way here. But, hope, yeah, hopefully uh, it turned out pretty well, Ron. Maybe it's a bad ending, but hopefully uh, you made, made some money on your young friends when you're, your early bookmaking days. Yeah, well, uh, a couple of things happened there. I did get in trouble. Uh, I got called in to the counselor's office and told that if you're going to be doing this, do it much later in life. Don't be doing this in junior high. Yes, I was bookmaking in junior high. And by the way, I lost money, which is as good a reason that we should get into some lesson planning right now. Welcome to the Everything Guide to Sports Betting Podcast. Learn how to be a smarter better from the experts at VEASAN, the sports betting network. Now, here are your hosts, Ron Flatter and Josh Applebaum. Class is in session. Ron Flatter here, Josh Applebaum there. And uh, look, this, this is what we're going to be doing. If this is the first time you're plugging into this series, then great. You're picking up what we actually did as our very first lesson plan. Now, if you're really a little bit advanced into sports gambling, this may already be 
behind you. You probably cleared all these hurdles. But if you're just getting into it and you're just a little embarrassed to say, I don't know what a point spread is. Why is there a half a point? What's going on there? Well, the Everything Guide to Sports Betting on VSIN will provide you with that lesson. Josh, do you remember in all seriousness, other than my story, which is true, how you did come to learn about all this? Yeah, Ron, you know, uh, maybe my story isn't as cool as yours, but I do remember uh, back in college when, uh, of course, I'm from the New England area. I grew up a diehard Patriots fan. Uh, My Patriots were going for the perfect season against the Giants. Uh, Everyone thought they were going to kill them. I think the Pats were about a minus 12 favorite in the Super Bowl, which, by the way, is known as the game that shall not be mentioned uh, in the New England states. But, uh, yeah, I I was happy to lay the, the 12 points. It may have even been minus 14 at one point expecting uh brady and the pats to roll obviously the rest is history but um maybe that benefited us you know ron you 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 lost a little money starting your own sports book i lost uh and made a rookie mistake betting on my patriots blindly uh but look at us now we're hosting this podcast so uh maybe it was all all for the good in in the end of it (laughs) yeah maybe we just got out of the gambling side of it so we could talk about it you know what is it they say those who can teach and those who can't teach teach gym classes woody allen once said all right so you were talking about minus and laying so what these are foreign terms to you one of the things that happens when we're talking about point spreads and money lines totals the juice or the vigorish if you will dogs and favorites some of these terms are very basic but they might not be in your vocabulary so let's go ahead and talk about these and one of the things you just mentioned josh was that the patriots were a minus say seven seven and a half point favorite One of the first things you learn in sports gambling is there is a counterintuitive look to what a favorite is. If it says Patriots minus seven and a half, that means the Patriots are favored by seven and a half. When you apply the point spread, you take the Patriots score and subtract seven and a half. That's the margin by which they are favored. But Josh, why don't you talk a little bit about how odds makers really How they set this line, the spread is the line. It's the same thing in terms of our vocabulary in this context. Yeah, you're exactly right, Ron. And I think what's really important is, you know, everyone started as a a new better. You know, a new better considered a public better, a recreational better, a casual better. No one started as a sharp. So these terms are really important, especially with, you know, sports betting legalization really spreading across America. And you're seeing, uh, you know, half the country or more legalizing sports betting. So as a result, you're going to have all these new bettors entering the market. And really, you know, you need somewhere to start. You need to learn the rules of the road. You need to learn how the game is played, because if you want to win at sports betting, you got to know the way it's played. So first off, we're talking different bet types overall. So the point spread. So before we talk about the point spread, like you mentioned, Ron, think it's important to take a step back setting the line you know ron when you were an odds maker and you were setting a line this was really really important because you know in order to bet on a game the odds makers uh which who work at the sports books um which you know a sports book is where you place a bet it can either be in person at a, a place like the south point or circus sports or the borgata in new jersey or it can be online through a mobile app um you know or, or uh, just a mobile version overall uh however once the line is set i think this is really important because you got to know that how is the line set? How did the odds makers come up with mm-hmm. the Patriots being a seven and a half point favorite? What do they do? They lean on a lot of power ratings. So power ratings are basically um, a statistical way to rank and rate uh, all the teams in a sport relative to each other. So what you're looking at mm-hmm. is um, the strengths and weaknesses, the stat categories, maybe looking at margin of victory, position groupings overall. Um, so that'll give kind of the odds makers a rough number of yeah. what the line should be. But then yeah, they're going to make adjustments, the way- Ron. 
And by the way, and part of that, it's not just odds makers who have to do that, but betters should do that for themselves. And as you become more advanced, you want to have those sorts of power ratings in your mind because the disagreement you have between yourself and the odds makers might be an opportunity for you to win money. But we'll get into that more along the line. I just wanted to make sure it was realized that odds makers aren't the only ones who have power ratings. Yeah, and that's key, Ron, because if you can set your own power ratings, and this is you know down the road a little bit when we get into uh, strategies and sharp betting and how to identify um, a smart bet overall, you can set your own power ratings. Maybe you say the Patriots should be a nine-point favorite, but the books open them at minus seven. Mm -hmm. Therefore, you would see some value. You can compare your numbers to the odds makers and look right. for some actionable uh, opportunities there overall. Um, so yeah, once the odds makers set the line based on you know heavily influenced power ratings, they're going to make adjustments to the line, which would incorporate you know home field advantage, maybe injuries, scheduling, weather, head-to-head -head matchups. Maybe one team has a you know a terrible offensive line, the opponent has a great you know bunch of edge rushers who can sack the quarterback. Um, they also, you know, talk to their different advisors, you know, trusted consultants to come up with a number overall. But the first thing they do once they set the line is, you know, the odds makers have to determine, Ron, the favorite and the underdog. Uh, mm -hmm. Underdog and dog, and same way, sort of thing. And by yeah. the way, we should note this. Part of the reason that the point spread was established really right around World War II was that money line bets, which we'll explain to you in a few moments, just, let's say you take the Patriots and I take, oh, let's say the Cardinals and you have an advantage, but we make a straight up bet just between ourselves. You have an advantage, at least based on historical data and how things have gone over time, that you have the better team. This was a way to balance the table. You got a team that you think is going to win by two touchdowns and the odds makers think they'll win by two touchdowns. So why not make them a favorite by two touchdowns and make them subtract 14 points? And that's where the point spread came into play. Yeah, you're exactly right, Ron. And we got to give credit to uh, kind of the goat of, of creating a line, Charles K. McNeil. He was a, Absolutely. Uh, a genius. He's our guy. Yeah, he's in the Sports Betting Hall of Fame. Uh, he actually taught JFK, believe it or not. Um, but mm -hmm. he kind of was um, a savant who really came up with the idea of a point spread, covering a number, weighting a team. Okay, they should be a three-point favorite or a seven-point or a ten-point favorite. And he really uh, changed the game in the 40s in Chicago, um, really, you know, creating the point spread. Totally different way to bet overall. Uh, but when we talk about dogs and favorites, you know, what is a favorite? A favorite is, quote-unquote, the better team. They're expected to win the game. The dog is the worst team. They're expected to lose the game, but it's really not as simple as, you know, the team with the better record is always the favorite or the team getting the majority of the action is always the favorite. Um, it's all based on that particular day, based on those variables and those factors on that one day. Um, and you also got to remember, Ron, you know, uh, this is why sports betting is tough because, you know, favorites win the majority of their games because they're the better team. They have the better players on average, better coaching. However, oddsmakers need to make betting fair. They need to provide risks for betting favorites and benefits for betting dogs because if both favorites and dogs were you know, weighted equally, then the books would get crushed because everyone would bet favorites, favorites win the majority of the games, the books would go bankrupt. So really what you're doing by setting a number is trying to you know, bring in 50-50 action on both sides. There, that, uh, that way the books can uh, limit their liability overall. But yeah, um, you know when you're looking at uh, pros and cons when we're talking about setting a line it's always that favorite giving um, you know laying points so they're gonna have to win by more than whatever the spread is if the Patriots are minus seven and a half in order they, if they win by seven you lose your bet 
it's not just about winning the game or losing the game. It's the margin of victory. So again, you, you know, whether you're laying points with a favorite, whether you're getting points with a dog, it's all about covering that number. And if you can win by, you know, more than that amount or a dog lose the game, um, you know, but, but by, but cover that number, covering mm -hmm. is the name of the game. You know, we, you know, good teams win, great teams cover. That's what they, they say. Do. So um, remember, it's always that that plus minus pro con argument. And that's why dogs can be appealing because you're getting oh. points. Uh, they can lose the game, but still cover the number. Absolutely. That is the case. And when you do, again, look at these numbers, you hear us talking about minus seven and a half, laying seven and a half. You're giving seven and a half. All those mean the same thing. In the example we've been citing, the Patriots are subtracting that from their score. You're getting seven and a half with the Cardinals, let's say plus seven and a half. That's exactly what it means. You're getting the Cardinals score plus that amount to try to balance things as Josh just described. Okay. So all the factors we're talking about, we should also note home field because that always seems to be an easy number to throw out, although there are variables in it. But generally you hear that in say football, that the home field is worth three points. So if you have two teams that you think are equal and you're saying to yourself, wait a minute, these two teams look equal to me. Why is one team favored by three when they look equal? Because that team is at home. So when you're looking at those numbers, you apply your power ratings. Don't forget, subtract three points from the home team because that's the advantage that they get. Yeah, I think it's a great point, Ron. You know, two teams meet in, let's say, the Super Bowl or a neutral site uh, where both teams are technically on the road. You know, if they're dead even, the game's a pick 'em, which would be basically uh, no spread either way. It's a coin flip. It's a pick or pick 'em. You, you might even see in parentheses a PK uh, in terms of a pick 'em type game. Basically, yes. the spread is zero, uh, zero overall, and you're just betting on who will win the game at that point. But uh, yeah, you know, typically odds makers they're going to award three points for home field advantage, maybe a little more, a little less, depending on the site. Um, not only is that obviously you have the uh, the home crowd, you know, cheering you on and you, you're at the friendly confines. Um, also, crowd noise can have a big impact and, you know, make it harder for that visiting team to listen to the snap count. But also, I read a, gr a great article, Ron, you might find this interesting. Uh, referees can be influenced by home crowds as well. So maybe they're, um, you know, going to keep that flag in their pocket and not call pass interference because they're uh, afraid of getting booed by the home crowd. So even things like refereeing can be a benefit overall when you're talking uh, home field advantage. Um, but also, Ron, uh, did you know that uh, not all spreads are even numbers? Uh, did you know that there are half points as well? Oh, believe me, and we often call those the hook. When you hear about the hook in gambling, it is that half point. We have a good friend who often says, may the hook be with you. Well, that half point can certainly mean a lot. And especially when you look at numbers in football, you see that six and a half or seven and a half. It's not accidental that it's on either side of seven. What's a number that's easy to get in football? Score a touchdown, seven. It's a key number. Same thing with three because field goals would be involved. Either side of three, a team favored by two and a half or three and a half. Three, you don't see so much, although it's not unheard of. It's not entirely rare, but those half points prevent what we call a push. A push is a tie. Neither side won, neither side lost, and the books have to refund money. They don't like doing that because then they went to all that effort, all that trouble, all that labor intensity, and they don't get a cent from it. So let's talk about the half point, Josh. How is the hook with you? 
Yeah, hopefully it's always in your favor. That's always the key. Yeah, the hook is really important. Again, spreads are not just whole numbers. You can get a half point, and that can be the difference between a win and a loss. And, Ron, you know, talking about key numbers, you know, we're using the NFL today uh, as a big example because it's the most popular league uh, to bet on. It gets the most action. But, you know, the most key number overall is three. Why? Because, again, you mentioned, Ron, uh, the field goal is the most common method of scoring. That's why you scratch your head and say, I see a lot of, seems like I see a lot of 20 to 17 games, 24, 21 games. And it's because, you know, kicking that, that three point field goal is your most common margin of victory. So, you know, the hook would be um, a, t a dog getting plus three and a half. That way they lose by three. You still cover that number because you got the hook. And whenever we're talking about key numbers, it's always trying to be on or off a key number. So, for example, you know, you can kind of flip the hook. And, you know, if you can get a favorite that's minus two and a half, that's yeah. really important because they win by three. Boom. You're able to cover that bet. Uh, the dog plus three and a half, they lose by three, you cover that bet. So that's really, really important knowing that, you know, once the odds makers set the line, you know, the action will move, you know, odds are always fluid. You got to remember if you're, if you're new to betting, just whatever the number opens at, it's not a guarantee it's going to stay there. It can go up or down based on the action coming in. And whenever you're betting a sport like football, um, you know, if the Ravens are playing the Eagles and it, uh, uh, the Ravens are a three point favorite, they win by three. That's a push. But if you had jumped on that number, maybe when it fell to two and a half or jumped on the dog, the Eagles at three and a half, you can win your bet. So always remember that these lines do change. But knowing yeah. these key numbers, a three, a six, a seven, a ten being on or off a key number, really, really important. And then when you cover on, you get your ATS record against the spread. So maybe uh, the Jets are only, you know, uh, two and ten in their last 12, but they're seven and five ats covering the number so it's a totally yeah. different way to look at betting you don't care so much as the team winning it's all about covering the number because that means you're able to win your spread bet absolutely and the ats again against the spread you'll see that in publications newspapers ago and certainly online and digital platforms you'll see those overall and ats records so if you're looking to back a team and see how they do in what we call, uh, you know, in gambling speak, then you certainly look at those ATS numbers. Now we have to introduce the complication in here that's sort of like, okay, you're learning to play the piano and all of a sudden you got to figure out why the left hand's got to do more work than the right. And that's the juice. It's the vig, the vigorish. If you, boy, there was an episode of two and a half men years ago where uncle Charlie was teaching young Jake about the vig, the vigorish, and the kid learned, Hey, it's better to be the house. You know, and I was a kid when that, that junior high booking, I, I, I didn't know about the vigorish. That teacher who taught me those point spreads didn't teach me that. My, my life could have changed if I actually had figured that out. But the vig, basically, Josh, you want to explain what the base is. If we're just starting out, there's no extra juice. We'll explain extra juice in a moment. But explain the 11 to 10 lay that you take if you're a better that actually does help the house. Yeah, so I think this is a term, you know, you want to sound cool, you can throw out the term the juice. Uh, same thing the as juice. the big, short for vigorous. Yeah, Ron, it's a, uh, when I was researching my book, The Everything Guide to Sports Betting, it actually was a Yiddish slang for a Russian word back in the day for winnings. So uh, a little, you know, you're doing pub trivia or whatever, uh, Trivial Pursuit, maybe you can win on that one. But um, this is the tax or the commission that you must pay the house in order for them to accept your bet. So it's kind of like a dirty little secret in betting. And this gives the house uh, basically their edge because when you talk about the juice, you know, it's a three digit number. It's usually in parentheses next to a spread or a total. When you're betting a money line, we'll get to that in a second. It's usually just built into the number overall. But this is an additional price that you have to pay to the house. Um, so think of standard juice as minus 110. 
So what does that mean? We call that 10 cent juice. That's kind of just your average standard juice overall. That means you're paying uh, an extra 10 cents on every dollar bet in order for you to place a bet. So for example, let's say again, the Ravens are playing the Eagles. The Ravens are minus three at minus 110. What does that mean? That means if you want to bet the Ravens minus three, you'd have to risk $110 in order to win 100. So the juice is that additional amount that you're paying the house in order to accept your bet. Now, the key with the juice is that, you know, it moves based on action coming in. The juice might move, you know, if the Ravens are getting hit by a lot of, uh, you know, action, they may go from minus three on the spread at minus 110 up to minus 115 or minus 120. What the, what the odds makers are doing there, the books are doing, is they're making you pay a higher price, a more expensive price, because that's the popular side overall. And then usually, you know, what will happen is when one juice rises on one side, it'll get decreased on the other. So maybe the Eagles go, you know, plus three at minus 110 down to minus 105. At some point, the whole odds just change overall. So once you get to minus three, minus 125, that's about as high as you go. Then the whole odds would just flip to minus three and a half. Um, but the juice is key because you got to know uh, in a vacuum, um, these games aren't being played in a vacuum. This extra money that right. you have to pay the house. This is kind of why they always come out on top, Ron, because if they set mm -hmm. a good number that has 50-50 action both sides, the outcome is irrelevant. They rake in a, a guaranteed profit based on that extra 10 cents, right. 20 cents that they have to, that the betters have to pay. That's it. And rake is another term that you'll often hear for that as well. So basically, and you see this with beginners, they'll make, let's say, a $10 bet, go back to the window having one, and they're handed back. Well, they get uh, back at, what is it, $19.10 or something like that. Uh, that in there sitting, wait a minute, I won $10. No, 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 no. That's the tax that's built in. And generally it is what we say is a, a 10 cent tax, the dime, if you will, although dime has a totally different meaning in another context we'll explain on another show. But you look at that and you have to build that in. Let's go back to that example you were talking about when you're right around a key number. Let's say you like the underdog and you wish you were getting three and a half points. But to try to entice you to take just three, the house might say, we'll give you even money so that you make that $10 bet. You get 10 plus 10 back in that case, because on the other side, you're having to pay a 20 cent tax instead of a 10 cent tax if you're on the favorite laying the three points. But to keep them from having to move that number to three and a half where they think that they're going to get hit hard by betters, they might go ahead and give you a favorable rate, that even money. So if you see the plus 100, that's even money for every dollar you bet. If you win, you're getting the full dollar back. But generally, Josh, yeah, you're basically getting about 91 cents on the dollar. 90.9, I think, is the exact on this 11 to 10 situation. It's complicated. It sounds complicated. But once you've done this for a while, you build that into your mind and maybe into your math a little bit. You want to get $10 back? Bet 11. That's the easy way to do it if you think you're going to be a winner. Yeah, you're exactly right, Ron. And just consider it a tax. It's the tax you have to pay. You're going to go buy something at a store. Uh, there's sales tax. There's whatever different taxes that they add on there. Same thing when you're betting sports. And, you know, to me, what's important about the juice, a couple things. One is, um, especially for new bettors, you want to have multiple accounts at different sports books. You don't want to only bet through one book because the juice will be different at different books. Maybe one book is minus 115, another is minus 112, another is minus 110. If you can shop around and go bet your number, you know, uh, if, if the if, if the Ravens are minus three across the board, 
the odds are the same, but the juice could be different. So you want to make sure you place your bet at whatever book gives you the best number. And then also in terms of juice, I look at it as um, kind of pulling back the curtain and knowing that, okay, if a side is getting juiced up, which means, you know, they're heavy juice, minus 115 or more, minus 120. That's letting me know that the house number one has some liability on that side. They're making you pay a higher price because that's where the majority mm -hmm. of the action is going. But I love looking at juice, Ron, in terms of trying to read line movement and anticipate line movement. So, right. you know, in the example you gave, you know, you talk about that critical number, that key number of three. If you see that minus three with the Ravens suddenly go from minus 120 to minus 125, What's likely going to happen is that line is next going to go to three and a half. So therefore, you know, even though I'm paying a higher juice, if I like the Ravens, I would want to bet that when I can still get a minus three. But on the flip side, you like the dog in that scenario, you'd want to wait it out because right now you're only getting three. Yes, you're kind of even money or, you know, a better juice, a lower juice overall, but it likely it's going to move to three and a half. And if I wait, then I can get the extra half points. So juice movement again. Where's the liability? That's what it tells you. And then also predicting the next move, trying to get the best number basically answers the question. Should I wait because the line will get better or should I bet it now because the line will get worse? Just remember to keep track of the line and it's easy to do. Don't think that just because somebody says it's such and such and you read it somewhere that it's up to date. Go to places like vsin, vsin.com and you can keep track of line movement as it happens all day and all night, 24 seven. It's not all about point spreads. There are other things, money lines and totals and, oh, we've got to get into all that. And some factors you might not have weighed when you were thinking about all this up until now, as we continue with the everything guide to sports betting on vSIN. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. 
accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. The Everything Guide to Sports Betting on VSIN is not just about point spreads. There are other ways to bet games, and we're talking a lot about football, but these theories can apply in basketball and in baseball and hockey. Although in baseball and hockey, there is a more popular way to bet than the spread. In baseball, the spread is called the run line. It's usually one and a half runs per game. In hockey, it is called the puck line. It's usually one and a half goals per game. But the more popular way to bet these and a secondary way that you might think of that might be more popular for you to bet football and basketball is the money line. And this goes back to you have your team, I have mine. We bet $5 and whichever team wins, wins. Although one of us is probably at a huge advantage because we have the better team. But even then, there are ways with that because you're getting odds, Josh. Yeah, so the money line is kind of the second biggest way or you know most popular way uh, to bet a game. So I think what's funny or what's important is that you know, the point spread, it's mostly in uh, basketball and football because looking at margins of victory, it's it's somewhat rare that a team is going to win by one run or one, you know, one point or whatever it's going to be. Right. So as a result, you're 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 more concerned about who's going to cover the spread. But when you get to baseball and hockey, it's really predominantly a money line sport because you have a lot of one run games, one goal games. So as a result, it makes more sense to bet on who's just going to win the game straight up. And you talk about straight up, you'll see like, you know, ATS is against the spread. SU is straight up. Those are kind of your distinctions there. Right. Between, straight between up. The straight up is simply an outright winner. The simple as that. Exactly. It doesn't matter the margin of victory, Ron. You know, we're talking money line. You can win by one run or 100 runs. It does not matter. They pay out the same. All you care about is who's going to win the game. So um, even money, like you mentioned, you know, minus 100 plus 100. Uh, that's kind of just right down the middle. You're even money. But then your favorite is going to lay a minus number. Uh, your dog is going to get a plus money payout. So again, baseball, kind of your biggest money line bet, um, money line sport overall. Maybe the, the Red Sox are a minus 150 favorite in a baseball game. What does that mean on the money line? It means you have to risk 150 bucks in order to win 100. And if the Sox win that game, you get your 150 you risk back, plus you'll get your 100. Uh, on the flip side, maybe they're playing the Yankees, who are a plus 135 underdog. And remember, uh, same thing with spread and money line. That team with the minus sign in front of them is the favorite. The team with the plus sign in front of them is the underdog. So if the Yankees are a plus 135 underdog, what that means is if you risk 100 bucks and they win the game, you win $135 uh, plus you get your 100 back. So this is, again, that risk reward where um, a favorite, uh, instead of laying points, is laying a more expensive price. And a dog, instead of getting points, is getting an additional plus money payout overall. So, again, a different type of way to bet. But all you care about is that straight up who's going to win the game. That's what you're betting on the money line. Yeah, I find it, by the way, interesting that you wrote the copy for this and made the Red Sox a favorite against the Yankees being from New England. So I just want to make sure if you're listening in New York, that's why that happened the way it did. Betting the total. OK, we also call this the over under. And you hear about this in everyday talk. Hey, what's the over under that this guy is going to say 
uh, booger 15 times in a sentence or something like that. God forbid we should be betting on that. But over-under actually does happen in all the sports we've mentioned and then some. The over-under, the total amount of points or goals or runs scored in a game, the two teams combined. That's another thing you have to remember. These are the two teams combined for totals betting and over-under betting, Josh. Yeah, so totals, same thing as an over-under. You know, again, betting is all about jargon and vernacular. And, uh, you know, some people might call it a total. Some people might call it an over-under. You know, uh, parentheses, OU. You know, that's really what you're looking at in general. Mm -hmm. um, but again, all you're looking at is the total amount of points scored between both teams combined. And remember that, you know, overtime counts, extra innings count. Um, it, you know, we always talk about what a bad beat is. A bad beat is maybe, you know, you're winning the game, you're looking great, your bet's doing well, uh, and then at the very end, you, you lose in heartbreaking fashion. So, um, you know, maybe you bet an under, and it's a really low-scoring game, but then, you know, bottom of the ninth, five runs are scored, you lose, it goes over. Um, you always got to remember that overtime counts toward the total. Uh, but it's a different way to sweat a game, and sweating is just having action on a game and rooting for your bet. Um, but basically, instead of rooting for one team, whether you're on the spread, you want one team to cover, whether you're on the money line, you want one team to win, you're kind of betting on both teams. And you're you're betting on both teams to either score a lot combined points if you're betting the over or score a low amount of points if you're betting the under. So it's, again, totally different way to bet a game. But just, you know, uh, in general, some common totals that you might see um, when you're looking at high scoring sports, totals are, uh, you know, kind of more popular overall, like in football, maybe a total is 45 or, you know, anywhere in the forties, maybe, you know, low fifties would be a high total. You're talking about the NBA totals are, uh, uh, you know, in the two hundreds, two fifteen, two twenty, even college. They're lower. They're around like, you know, 130, 140 overall, uh, total in baseball is around eight and a half. Hockey is around five and a half. But also we got to know that the public, you know, that the betting public makes up the vast majority of the market. They're going to be very biased toward betting favorites on the money line and spread because, you know, you want to bet on, quote unquote, the better team. It makes more sense. But also when you're betting a total, the public is going to be really predisposed to betting overs because psychologically it's much more fun to root for a lot of points and scoring and touchdowns and home runs and three pointers than it would be for rooting for a low, low scoring game overall. Um, but Ron, when you're betting a total, I know you take a lot of factors into account. What are maybe some that you look at whether you're deciding whether to bet an over or an under? Weather is a big one. I know the classic example often given is Wrigley Field in Chicago. People will always want to know if the wind is blowing in or out. Back in the old days before we had the immediate availability of weather on our computers or on our tablets, we would find out the weather maybe through the newspaper or as bookmakers will often find out and tell you of a certain vintage, they used to call the weather bureau in Chicago to ask which way is the wind blowing. That's a big thing because the total in the game is certainly going to go up if the wind is blowing out of the southwest at Wrigley because the field is aimed toward the northeast, toward the lake. Uh, you find, it's good to know, by the way, which way the fields are lined up in all these sports if you're going to go in that respect. Rain, snow, etc. those are factors. Wind being a bigger factor than anything in football because wind can certainly do more to passes than snow and rain can in terms of ruining the trajectory of them. But you go to that as well as a one that is maybe the biggest of all, 
injuries, especially late injuries or late breaking news on injuries, especially say in that hour, hour and a half before game time where coaches meet with the media and then reveal maybe what they had not before. Or you see in hockey where they're very close to the vest with their injuries, the team skates on the ice and the first guy out is not the goalie you thought it was going to be and suddenly that changes everything. So the goalie that's going to be in between the pipes in the NHL certainly is the quarterback, a key running back, a key receiver hurt in the NFL. All of those things enter into my thinking on how I bet. And you try to get the jump a little bit if you have a way of finding out information and you think that maybe the bookmaker doesn't have it yet, you race to your app. And this goes right to what you said, Josh. If you have multiple apps, look around and you can see which ones got the news and maybe which ones didn't. And you can pounce on the ones that did not doesn't always work because they too, you know, bookmakers are watching what we do too, sometimes a little quicker than we do. So with that in mind though, those are edges you try to get, especially as you go forward and you don't want to lock yourself in too early on a bet, especially if there is an injury question about a game or certainly a player in a game that you're betting on. Yeah, I think it's a great point, Ron. And uh, maybe you don't see value on a team winning or covering, but you can bet a game because you have an edge and advantage over the house uh, on a total matchup. So I'll give you an example. You know, I remember last year uh, I saw there was a Hawaii game in college football. It was an 11 o'clock game. No one really cared about it. It was so late at night. But early in the week, I saw these forecasts that were calling for 25 mile an hour wins uh, at the Hawaii Stadium. The total opens at, I don't know, around like 45 I bet that under 45 early, once everyone finds out about the weather and kind of the, you know, the masses and the public come onto that, that total drops 45 to 42 to 40. It closes at 38. That's the sort of thing where if you can do your research and be aware of these things, you can really, really get a, a great advantage overall. And then Ron, I'll also throw to you, you know, looking at style of play when you're betting a total, uh, especially in basketball, looking at pace and possessions, you know, a team that really pushes the pace, gets off a lot of shots that benefits an over because they'll have more opportunities to score, you know, a team that really slows it down, plays half court, chews up the shot clock. That's better uh, suited to an under. And even looking at things like coaching tendencies and uh, referee tendencies, you know, referees can call a lot of fouls and get guys to the line and add on a bunch of, you know, free throws to the total good for an over. Whereas, you know, referees who let them play, as they say, uh, maybe a little bit better suited to the under. But uh, yeah, long story short, Ron, you know, Celtics are playing the Lakers again. Totals can be half points as well. Maybe the total is 214 and a half. If I wanted to bet that over, both teams need to combine to score 215 points or more. If I took the under 214 and a half, they'd have to combine 214 or less. Uh, but again, remember, the total will also have the juice attached to it. You'll have to pay that price depending on um, whatever the odds makers have set, whether it's minus 110, minus 115. Uh, but in the end, these are the rules of the road that you need to know. You need mm -hmm. to know uh, spreads, money lines, totals, the juice, dogs and favorites, how to set a line. Once you can get, this is your betting 101. Once you get this accomplished and you got a feel for it and you kind of know the rules of the road, then advance on some more complex concepts. So uh, uh, hopefully out, we outline them pretty well and pretty easy for, uh, for our VEASAN listeners today, Ron. I hope you were shaded to the over. Oh, there's another term, by the way, shaded to the over. That means that that tax, that juice, the vigorish will be a little higher if you bet the over than if you take the under. So you'll hear that term shaded to the over or over juice, juiced to the over. You'll hear that on totals as well. It feels like we need a Berlitz class sometimes when we're trying to learn and translate all the terms that we have 
in sports gambling. But the jargon is important. Once you get that, and you can understand a lot more of what's being talked about. And I really think that that's about 50% of the battle in terms of just getting your foot in the door is just understanding the language. I agree with you, Ron. You know, once you kind of learn these concepts and you feel comfortable with them, then you can kind of put that aside and really advance uh, in your betting uh, career. And remember, you're not going to become an expert overnight, but lean on these concepts first. And remember that at VEASAN, we're here to help you along your journey to uh, being a sharper sports better overall. The goal is to just get 0.01% sharper every day. That's kind of what I say. You're never going to become Billy Walters overnight. But if you can, you know, kind of put yourself on the path toward learning more, remember at VEASAN, you can go to VEASAN.com. You can sign up for our daily newsletter, which will lean on a lot of betting education concepts. You can go to VEASAN.com slash newsletter. Uh, but remember, at the team at VEASAN, our goal is to help you make smarter bets overall. And it all starts with learning the basics and the basic fundamentals like we talked about today. If you do Google Billy Walters wondering who he is, please come back to us after you read the reams and reams of copy. We want you along for another edition of the Everything Guide to Sports Betting on VSIN. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.